Previously on Doisp, Seraphina and friends chase the Stone Cold Reavers to the Ice Dragon's mountaintop lair. Will they be able to rescue the two children the mercenaries kidnapped? Will they be able to do it without waking the dragon? And who's been shooting all those crossbow bolts at them? Now, I'm sure you heard of those Uthgard barbarians once or twice. Well, them barbarians do get around. Makes sense, as no less than 11 tribes call themselves Uthgard. Them folks that took the Shrine of Savarus, they were the Grey Wolf tribe. But there's another that goes by the Sky Pony tribe. They revere what we'd call a Pegasus, and now, don't let that name fool you into thinking they're all rainbows and sparkles. They's just as mean as any of the other Uthgard tribes. Might be a might meaner. At least anyone who lived anywhere south of their camps. And I do mean anyone. Other human folk, elves and dwarves, giants especially, and even orcs. Matter of fact, attacking orcs is what led one sky pony to become a stone-cold reaver. A few years ago, the War of the Silver Marches got a lot of orcs out east all riled up. Countless haphazard orc encampments sprung up overnight and looked a lot like easy picking for them sky ponies. All them folks from the Silver Marches, our own Miss Tea Leaf and Shanjan, let me remind you, had occasion to bless the Uthgart for maybe the very first time. They even sent out some folks to formally ask for an alliance against the orcs. Maybe ain't so surprising, but the barbarians weren't too interested in getting wrapped up in their enemies' wars. I'm more than a bit surprised any of them even walked away without axes in their skulls. Great Chief Ardzan didn't have much of a reputation for entertaining guests. Maybe that's why they sent out a bunch of mercenaries instead of their own more valuable soldiers. One of them mercs must have made an impression, though. Next day, all six and a half feet of Runa Vokdaughter showed up pledging service directly to that mercenary captain, Shira Wintermoon. Couldn't tell you what Runa saw in her. Those that'll join a war for a few coins ain't usually the most inspiring type, but then I don't need to tell y'all that. What I do know is that not so long into that war, their war chest dried up, and all them hired swords suddenly found other places to be. A handful of them, including Shira and Runa, formed their own little bands and looked for the next easy profit. This particular band called themselves the Stone Cold Reavers, but you might have already figured out that by now. Shira and her crew's been causing trouble ever since, and Runa's always been right by her side. Here she's pretty good with a crossbow, but she's much better with a long sword. Oh my gosh, we're back. Hello. Can you, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Great. Hey, my name is David. We're playing Doyce. I don't know if I said that last time, but we're doing it. We're playing it. You're on Icepire Peak. I don't know if you know this, but Doyce stands for Dragon of Icepire Peak. You're on Icepire Peak right now. This is like the end of the road, girl. Oh, wow. What? Who, who are you, girl? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm Serafina Tealeaf. People call me Feeny Teeny. So last time you just got to the the entrance of this uh, ice spire hold is what they call it. Yeah. A, a mountain or wait, nope, a castle in a mountain on top of a mountain. It's very snowy. There's a dragon sleeping on top. Careful for that. There's also a group of mercenary people, adventurers, perhaps that have gone a different moral route than you have called the stone cold reavers. They kidnapped two kids from Fandolin. They're called Pip and Nilsa. You're kind of uh, trying to kill the dragon, I think, especially, but also rescue these children. Last thing that happened was, as you were kind of going around this this tricky, uh, narrow pathway up this mountain, someone was shooting, um, shooting crossbow bolts at you from these little murder holes, I think is the actual technical historic term for these. <laughs> um, these little windows that are good for archers. Uh, Shanjan at least got stuck with one. Made your way through here. Open, kicked open the door very dramatically. It was great. And you see one of these stone cold reavers at the end of the hallway. A very stately man. He said uh, something along the lines of, "If you hurt even one one hair on these horses' manes, then I'll kill you." <laughs> <laughs> 
And I think that's where you, where we stopped. We're still an initiative, I think. But do you have anything to say to this person? <clears throat> yes. So then Serafina, I think she will look up at him and uh, I think like she just kind of gasps and is like, <gasps> Weaver. What was his name again? His name's Nora Rath. And then her eyes like narrow and she looks straight at him and, and she says, sir, I'm a stone heart. There's no way I would ever hurt these horses. That maybe sets him at ease a little bit. He does have, what weapon does he have? Oh, like a big long sword, maybe slung. Uh, well, would a long sword be over your back? Maybe it's just at his hip. Yeah, that makes more sense. And he probably has his, uh, you know, his hand on the guard of this uh, sword, you know, like he's ready to draw it at any moment. Oh, and he has a, oh my gosh, he has two swords on him and a crossbow slung over his back. That's probably what's there. So he, he's kind of armed to the teeth here. He kind of narrows his eyes though. And just like a, a stone heart means nothing to me. I have no idea what that means. If you're here for any of the stone cold reavers, well, that's also a problem, but these horses are under my protection. Hmm. And then she says, well, what that means, sir, is that, I come from the Stoneheart family and as a halfling who is both um, strong and loving, we would never harm anything. And then she kind of like giggles and she's like, huh, I mean, of course I have to harm sometimes during a battle, but we're not here for the horses. We're here to save two little children that were stolen from Phandalin. And I don't want to blame you, good sir, but in faith that I give you my word that I will never touch these horses or cause any harm to you. Please tell me, where are the children? We need to save those children. They're not yours to take. Yeah, he's like, a, hmm, family means very little to me as well. My family threw me into a gutter in Cholt. I was almost eaten by dinosaurs, and I made my way here. The Strongheart family of yours. Words in the wind. I saw children come through here. Oh, Barlow's little playthings. I think we're going to ransom them off. But again, none of my concern. I'm here to guard these horses. And then she looks at um, Snook, and she, like, are back there where he is way back there, and she says... These children are not, these children, while these children are not my blood family, they are my family and they are my friends. And I'm sure if you were a child, you would have appreciated someone taking care of you. Those children cannot be auctioned off and sold. They have families in Phandalin and they have people that will sorely miss them. Maybe we could strike a deal to get them back because unfortunately, if there's no agreement between the two of us, I will have to fight my way past you to go look for them. Oh, yes. That's super interesting. You kind of get the impression, especially since you're promising not to hurt these horses, that he's kind of okay with letting you pass, but possibly. But do you want to try to roll a skill for that? It sounds like you're trying to persuade him, right? Um, Yeah. Oh, you're quite good at it, too. Unless yeah, so I'm doing persuasion, you, think- you said? Unless you're trying to deceive him, doesn't seem like the case, right? You're not really lying, or do you think no. you're lying? Mm-mm. Yeah, I think persuasion makes the most sense based on how you kind of describe that. Mm-hmm. Please, sir, you must let us pass unharmed and show us which direction we can find the children. The last thing I want to do is hurt you. But no matter what happens, I promise I will never touch a hair on these beautiful horses' heads. Whoa, you're so good at rolling. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I really I thought you were going to, I really thought you were going to uh I think last time I said on that skill challenge you're gonna use up all your good rolls before you get to the dragon, but no. I mean, you're almost there. <laughs> Maybe he just kind of nods his head slowly. Hmm. And he kind of takes a step back into this hallway and doesn't seem like he's going to uh, be a problem for you. Okay, great. Uh, 
So yeah, I guess we're going to go back into initiative. I forgot if I started over or what. Or no, I guess we didn't go to Snook, right? Yeah, no. I think that's actually where we were because he's still way back there. So do you want to move Snook again? Yeah, he's moving four, right? Okay, so he's basically right next to Chan Jan. Yeah, and you can have him do a, oops, you can have him do a dash if you want so that he could go further up. Like one more? Yeah, if you want. He would do four more? So yeah, dash just means that you won't be able to attack or do anything else, but you can do your move twice. Okay, so he's right here. Okay. Whoa. Oh my gosh. What? Yeah, Snook actually has speed 30, which is wild to me. That's like, he's supposed to be your size, but he uh, can go very fast, apparently, as fast as Shanjan. So I was robbing him of some speed. So you can actually move four, four further up if you really want, but I think that's a fine place for him to be if you if that's what you prefer. But anyway, Shanjan after that. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I think they're just traveling at this point. So Shanjan can just go, right? Just Yeah. So we, remember he can move six. Okay. Let me reveal more of this map to you. So yeah, you see Norath down here. He's probably uh, against the wall back here. Mm -hmm. I'll put him in the corner. So there's a door there like four doors in this room that kind of this opens up into mm -hmm. um does shanjan do anything else or is he are you good i guess he he moved and did he do a dash as well or just his regular move he didn't do a dash he just did a regular move and he's standing in the hallway right now or on the doorway mm -hmm. so you can have him do something else i don't know what you would do but you have the option but honestly i have no idea what you would have him do in this I, case i really don't either yeah so fair to go to the next person? Um, yeah. Okay. So this person kind of busts open this door and it's uh this woman that you saw in the town last. She's got like a big facial scar, kind of a what is that haircut called? Like a an under shave or something? Undercut? Undercut. Yeah. <laughs> She's got like long blonde hair and it's probably like braided up and she's impossibly tall. She's like six and a half feet tall or something with um like wintry clothes on, but they're all like leather and furs and stuff. And she's holding a uh, very big crossbow. Like it might be like the size of you almost, you know, the size of Serafina mm -hmm. looks like a big nasty crossbow. Um, and she kind of just, probably just kicked open this door you see behind her maybe i guess now that the door's open there's like stairs that go up a little bit okay i think she might look over and just hold this crossbow at shanjan you know aim it at him uh -huh. and look over and see norath and she says um norath get these intruders just kind of shouts orders to him but anyway go ahead so then I, I need Seraphina to move. So she's going to go um, one, two, three, four, five. So she's standing basically like right with Shanjan. Okay. Or maybe, you know, like there. Yeah, that's fine. So technically they're on top of each other. So let's just say she's right next to him. Okay. Yeah. I think you, you can't like stop your movement in someone else's square, even if they're your friend. So that works out fine for me. Okay. So now she's. Like you kind of get in the way of her yeah, aiming at changing. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get right in the middle between them and then I'm gonna like hold up my hand and and like hold up both of her hands. She holds up both of her hands like to show that she did she's not holding a weapon. And she says, Excuse me, Miss Reaver. Um we came in search of two children who were stolen from the village of Fandolin. And we mean no harm. I've already given my word to Mr. Reaver over there <laughs> that no harm would come to anyone here, nor the horses will be very protected. As I am a stone heart, please understand that I am not here to battle. I'm not here to fight. I'm just here to find the two children. 
as they're not yours to auction off. Are you trying to make some kind of deal with her? Okay. So maybe she will make a deal. Yeah. And I think um, that's totally fine. But right now she seems very hostile. Like she wants to kill these intruders and it doesn't seem like you're going to uh, convince them. It doesn't seem likely that you're going to get her to uh, like appeal to her morality based on these children at this point. Right. It looks like this is a woman in the middle of battle. She's going to kill the intruders of this castle. So you might, if you want to take a minute to maybe a round or something of initiative to think about what you could possibly offer her, because right now maybe just see it in her eye, like, Oh, this is this woman's in the midst of battle. I've seen this before in the war. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So she knows that she's like, doesn't want to help her at all. So, um, maybe she starts like looking through her bag to see if there's something that she can offer her instead. Oh yeah, actually. And, and if you do that right in front of her, if you let her, do you let your guard down to check in your bag? I think she's going to put her hand up and say, please let me, let me look in here and see what, what, what I can possibly give you. Um, that way we may make a fair trade for the children. So do you let your guard down and look in your bag? Because if you put your hand up and say, oh, give me a minute to look in the bag, she does not seem like she's dropping her crossbow or anything. So maybe Serafina just reaches in her bag and grabs a few um, gold coins and says, look, I have money. And then, you know, um, puts her hand out. And she says, you know, let uh, you're going to auction the children anyway. Let me let me buy the children right now. And I think she just like sneers at that. And Norath from, I guess, not technically behind you from your the side down the hall, I guess. You kind of hear him kind of laugh or chuckling under his breath. Hmm. If you if money is nothing to you, then what about a weapon? You see, you seem like a. Um, and then she tries to appeal to her and says, um, when I was, when I was in the, the, the big war, which we don't speak of, there were many, many warriors just like you. And I fought with them side by side. So if money's nothing to you, maybe you would like a weapon and, and we can make the trade then. And then I, maybe a Norath is the one that says this. Film being being fast and loose with these D and D rules, but that's fine. Uh, I think he, uh, he inter- kind of interrupts and says, uh, "Oh, you've you've been in a war, then you're you're also a veteran. Well, so is she. The only thing she cares about is her loyalty to her com- commanding officer, and her commanding officer is the one that's getting the money, not her. I don't think you're going to entice her with any sort of shiny trinkets." She's going to follow her orders to the death, isn't it, Runa? And she kind of just sneers at him too, and she's like, and then she's she aims this crossbow. And I think that's kind of your round here. So you might have to think about this, and I'm going to give it over to Snook. What does he do? Um, Snook sees all of this going on. He leans over and is and is like, or he like peeks his little head around and he sees what's going on. And so he decides to, I think he just gets really angry and upset because he knows his friends are, are in the castle, but, you know, seeing Serafina try to reason with this reaver and it not working out makes him like super upset. So maybe he decides to like, just kind of like slink over to where Serafina is and like kind of, uh, so I think he's going to like slither around the corner and get on all fours and like, you know, sort of like protect Serafina's feet almost, you know, like a dog would. And then just like look up at the lady and just like kind of like bare his teeth. Kind of like over here. Yeah. That makes sense. So he's just angry and he just kind of like shows his teeth and they're like these pointy teeth, but now they're all like 
glistening with like spit and foam. And he's just like, his eyes are, you know, very angry. And he's like, snook. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I'm getting a Lilo and Stitch vibes here. So yeah, then it's back to Shanjan. He still has this like crossbow bolt, like sucking his arm. Or he's a soldier. He's probably like broken that off at this point, but still, you know, he's slightly injured, but barely. So maybe, um, so he's holding his arm because he knows that it's, you know, he's in pain and he's pretty upset. So I think at this point he might just like literally be like, um, holding his arm and he looks at Serafina and he says, he says, uh, looks up at the sky and he says, I know what I have to do. Unfortunately. And he kind of leans over and says it like in her ear, in her ear. And he's like, I can't fight like this. It's time to use Timora's blessing. And he's going to use bless. Mm, Yeah. Interesting. So he can bless the three up to three people. So um, I assume you and Snook, or does he want to do, (laughs) <laughs> the enemy too. Just kidding. That would be an awful idea. I think he sh- he's going to bless um, Snook, Serafina, and um, Almond Joy, who's the horse that's oh. right there. Okay. Interesting. So, oh, he does have to concentrate, so he can't really cast spells for the rest of this. But, let's see. Whenever a target makes an attack roll or saving throw before the spell ends, you can roll an additional d4. Oh, so you can keep doing it. That's pretty good. That for this battle, you can roll a d4 whenever you roll a skill check or an attack. So basically, whenever you roll a d20, you can add a d4 addition to it. But also, Shanjian can't cast spells while he's doing that. Okay. All right. So then it's this lady's turn who, I mean, you remember her name is Runa. I think Norath might have said it as well. There's just one person to attack. I think she's going to try to attack you with her loaded crossbow here. I think 16 misses you, right? Yeah, you got 18 with that mithril sheet. So maybe it just bounces into that, your armor. Mm-hmm. And kind of, you know, bounces off. But she just drops that whole big contraption on the floor since she's right next to you and unsheaths her longsword and tries to do that. Tries to hit you with that as well. Yeah, she's going to do a double-handed. She's she's a mean, mean old lady. Oh, that one does hit you. So that you take 11 damage. I'll take it off for you. Thanks. Problem. And (laughs) it's Norath's turn. I think Norath is kind of a non-participant here. He's just kind of like a, maybe just rolling his eyes and looking over these horses to make sure that they're not being hurt. And then it's back to Feeney. And then Feeney. Um, so then she grabs her wound and she looks up and she says, this is not the strong heart way. And then she like, you see like a ultimate like fire in her eyes, basically. Mm. So, so then I think she should, she, I was looking at a spell, but I think I'm just going to go ahead and um, take out my, my rapier. And she says, I didn't want to do this, um, but it's for the children. And she pulls out her dragon rapier and she takes it and she aims straight for underneath the lady's chin. Oh, yeah. But wait, don't I have extra? Oh, yeah, you can roll an extra D4. Let me do that for you. Because you're blessed. Oh, no, only one. Maybe you uh, you do your your full might into this rapier attack, and she kind of just parries it with her longsword. And she kind of, maybe, you know, you meet like halfway with your your blades crossed, light, light saber style, I guess, like Star Wars. And she kind of just smiles like, hmm, I've got, I've got the upper hand now, basically. That's what she's saying with her eyes. And then it's over to Snook. Does Snook actually do any sort of attacks? Yeah, if you go to his character sheet, he does have that sharpened stick. 
and he has pack tactics, which he has advantage on rolls against a creature if at least one of the kobold's allies is within five feet. So he will, um, since you two are both next to it, like he's good at being your backup. So since you're within, you know, adjacent to the enemy, he'll get to have advantage on this roll. So it, it'll be easier for him to hit. Hmm. But yeah, he, I think we said he like sharpened a stick to come with you. Yeah. To help okay, you out. so how about I use my, so Snook uses his sharp stick. So Snook is still like on the ground, like hit up. And now he like sees, he looks to see what's happening with Seraphine and he hisses and he takes the sharp stick from like wherever it was on his back or something and aims right for her um, like Achilles tendon. Ooh, interesting. And so and he, she, so he kind of like, you know, he takes it and he sees her heel and, you know, and he just tries to like stab her through her boot. Yeah. And wildly he gets uh, two attacks with this too. It's wild. So they're also at advantage. So he's, he's a pretty good little helper who with the first attack, even with advantage missed, but Oh no, <laughs> he did almost no damage. So he does actually get her, but he just did one damage on that second one that actually hit. So he gives her like a splinter almost basically like maybe he hits her with, and she's got like a, some serious, uh, we, we said like she's in covered in furs and like leather armor and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's kind of maybe does a bunch of these like pokes into it and doesn't seem like it really phases her too much, but you know, now, now she's at least her attention is divided between you two. So he's not doing nothing. Speaking of people who do nothing, Shanjan, go ahead. Burn, Shanjan, burn. Shanjan, burn. So this bee is really being annoying. So then I think that... He's, well, if he casts Sacred Flame, though, the uh, blessing is going to go away. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's, so then that's what really else would he do? Well, if you want to try to get him over next to her he can hit her with that staff but that's about that's about it and then he would still lose the bless right nope he, he can make regular attacks and still keep concentration but if he casts a spell he loses it okay so he's kind of still struggling but he's gonna like go around them and like and and swiftly come up to the side and then he's gonna um hit her with the staff and he's just literally just gonna raise it up and say um for Timora, for the children, and then takes it and like with both hands, and he's like, ah, because he feels like the pain, and he just wham slams it down, like um, basically like on the side of her head. Yeah. Okay, so that that's staff, right? I just hit staff. Hmm. Mm, yeah. Unfortunately, he, he uh, doesn't go through her armor. Maybe he just like hits her baseball bat style, like in the side, and it seems like she she doesn't even notice that he hit her. But she had noticed all these people getting around her. So I think she's going to try to, it's her turn. She's going to try to sword you. Let's see, does 19 hit you? That's about your armor class. Oh, it does hit you, yeah. So she does seven damage to you and she's attacking you again. She's savage. Oh my gosh, she does hit you twice, yeah. You're, you might be in rough shape. Let's see. Yeah. You're, you're at about half half life. She uh, she gets a few good hits in with this uh sword of hers. She's she's like also a soldier. You can tell all, almost immediately. Like, oh, she's seen some. I mean, also this facial scar going down. You know her her face. She this is not her first rodeo, and it seems like she's maybe trained to fight people that like maybe you have kind of advantage sometimes because you're as a halfling you're kind of smaller and. You know, people aren't always, people don't always know how to fight somebody, you know, half their height. But it seems like, oh, she does. She's, yeah, kind of kicking your butt. Great. And Serafina's turn. So Serafina's feeling pretty bad and feeling pretty rough. 
and she's getting really upset because she's not, you know, used to being beat up. Oop. Yeah, it's been a while. Oh, you know what? Let's go for it. Go for what? Cloud of daggers. Oh my gosh, your favorite. Either so, that, yeah. with the fireballs, and I want to keep it somewhat, you know. Mm, yeah, both both those will be uh, dangerous to everyone around you too, which I think is funny. What the cloud of da- daggers? Yeah, probably less uh, dangerous than the fireball for sure. I mean, you're also trying to be quiet, so it'll definitely be quieter. So you fill the air with spitting spectral daggers in a cube five feet on each side, concentrated on the point you choose within range. Yeah, pick a square. So this square? The one she's on? Yeah, just right right in, right where she is? Yeah. That makes sense to me. So yeah, I think at this point she's like, you know shaking her head and she's like uh, her voice kind of starts to raise a little bit. And she says, when I was, when I was a soldier, it was every man for themselves at the very end, the dragon ripped us all apart. Very few of us stayed and helped each other. And she like looks at Shan Jan and then back down to Snook and then looks back at her and says, you, you are the worst kind of soldier. You are the kind of soldier that that would desert people and leave them when they're in pain and dying. And uh, if you won't reason with me, I have no choice but to do this. This is what we do to bad soldiers. And then she does her cloud of daggers. Mm, yeah, that's awesome. So to remind you, when anyone starts their turn in that square, or if anyone moves through it, they're going to take damage. So she's going to take some damage pretty soon. So yeah, what what does this uh, cloud look like again to you? How would you describe it? Is it so, special for Seraphina in some way? Um, so basically, she takes the, she like raises her hand up towards the sky and she kind of waves them in the in the air and she, you know, goes, by Timora. This is this is for all of the soldiers that we have lost, the good ones who helped fight the dragon, not those who are defending. And then she brings her arms down, and as she brings it down, it's almost like a little like a rain cloud of, appears. And all these daggers just start shooting out from the rain cloud like really fast, almost like hail. And, and then it just starts swirling around her body, like in a cyclone, all these. I love that. (laughs) That's really interesting. You know, I think, uh, Norath, maybe we see just as the, you know, the viewer of this TV show, he kind of raises his eyebrow and then kind of sneaks behind you folks, you fighting folks and goes over to these horses all right, I'm going to hit my button. Um, but I believe it's Snook's turn now. I think Snook is so angry, and he looks up at um, Serafina, and he stands back up on his two hind legs, and he goes, Snook! And he raises his arms up, and he like does like the little circle thing, you know, like almost like he's copying what Serafina's doing. He like pretends like he's like, you know, doing the same thing with her mm-hmm. as her as she did. And then he grabs his stick again and he um, shoves it straight into her stomach. Oh, yeah. So yeah, uh, do you want to make that attack? Do the sharp stick attack? Sharp you, get stick. To, you get to do twice, actually. Oh, my gosh. Incredible. Oh, oh well, he does have advantage too. remember. So he gets the 21 instead of the, the four. So, yeah, a total of five damage to her. Yeah, and then back to Shanjan. And then Shanjan um, looks at Serafina and says, I remember those. I remember those at the end when the dragon came for us. Instead of working together, they were fighting each other. And you're right. She doesn't deserve the kindness that we've been trying to show her and her friends. And he um, takes his staff and he um, aims it right for her kneecaps and like just whacks her right in the kneecaps. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Do- doesn't seem to affect her. Maybe she has like those shin guard type things on. 
but now she starts her turn. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, 12. That's, that's a significant amount of damage. Yeah. And she doesn't get any kind of, for whatever reason, roll 20 gave a DC for that, but no, you, you don't get a DC. It's a, if you just start your turn there, you get it. So yeah, she definitely wants to get out of here. Oh man. And she dropped her thing. You know what? She's going to, mm, will she do this? Yeah. She's a soldier. She probably will. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do Norath again, but it's actually her. She's going to attack you. She's going to attack me. Mm-hmm. Who? Well, maybe she's going to try to. Whoa. She rolled so poorly. That is, that's some good Timora luck there. She missed you twice. And then she backs up and kind of goes up the stairs. And this uh, this dagger cloud is still now kind of blocking your way there. Okay. Um, let's see. How does this word again? When a creature enters the spell area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there. Okay. So when she leaves, it doesn't do additional damage. But anyone that goes through this, this area now is going to take that damage until you stop concentrating. Or cast another spell or something. So she's so she basically um, runs the opposite way. So then, can I just stop concentrating on the cloud of daggers so it stops? Yeah, yeah. If you want, you can do that anytime. Okay. So I think seeing seeing that she's running off, she looks over at Shanjan and she says, "Look, exactly like those bad soldiers running away, running away. That's right." And then she like closes her eyes and then opens her arms like above her head, kind of like she did at first. But this time, instead of like summoning the clouds, she takes her hands almost like she's closing the cloud. And so she takes her hands and closes her eyes. And then she puts her hands together and says, "Um, thank you, Timora, for the cloud. And thank you for um, the luck. We are grateful and we will never stop being good soldiers. And then she like, you know, nods her head and all of a sudden it just like disappears. Mm-hmm. And then it's like one tiny little raindrop just like forms and like splashes on the ground. I love that. And uh, speaking of which, that's, well, you're not concentrating anymore, but it is your turn. Yes. Um, so then I think she... So yeah, I think at that point maybe she's um, she sees her running away, and I guess yeah, she's she's running up uh, up the stairs right. too. Yeah. So I think Seraphine is probably now that the cloud is gone, she's going to move like right here. Mm-hmm. So she moves two spaces, and then she's gonna and yeah. Let, let me describe this better too, because she she's not like escaping. She she's escaping the daggers, but not really you. Like she's she gets up to the. Uh, but like the the second story ish of this uh these stairs and but she turned back around with this sword and is ready to fight you again so it's not like she's uh maybe retreating I hopefully that's not the impression I was giving mm-hmm. but if you remember her you probably stepped over her crossbow to get here so she has no nothing ranged weapons anymore right so then I think at that point she's gonna kind of chase like chase after the lady and mm-hmm. take her rapier out. And um, I don't know what's happening if she's, he's like facing her or not, but she's going to stab her like try. And so if she's facing the other way, she's going to try to stab her in the back. No, you two are facing each other now and you can definitely uh, attack her. Okay. So then if we're facing each other, she runs back and, and then she grabs her sword and like just stabs her like right into her chest. Let's see. Whoa! You, oh my God! You got a critical. That's that's so good. Because yeah, you got a twenty, so you roll a natural twenty there. So that means you do uh sixteen total damage, which is pretty wild. What's this critical hit like? What what? She's not dead, but she's way more injured now. And you hit her in some critical area. Where do you hit her? Um. Okay. So I think at that point, um, I take the sword and I look at her right in their eyes and say, you're a coward. And how dare you steal those children? And then 
um, she says, this, this is for all the soldiers that were left behind and takes her, her rapier and just slashes her neck, like, and like right across her neck so that it just like starts bleeding out. You, you maybe you like cut her across the throat and it's like, you don't cut her jugular or anything, but it's like, Oh, this lots of blood escaping from your neck. That's a bad thing. I like that. All right. Then it's over to snook. Okay. So, so now you two are in a hallway, so it's going to be difficult for anyone else to kind of get up in here, but what's he thinking? Um, I think he is over here thinking like he's seeing all this blood and this carnage and he's um, getting like really upset because now all he's thinking about is all of his brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. So he, I think he's going to run this way. I guess, would he have to run behind her if he wants to stab her again? Yeah, I don't think he can get there because kind of Feeney's blocking the way. Those two are kind of taking up the staircase. So then I guess he would just like run after and just, you know, like yell out, Snook! Yeah, I love that. That's kind of all you can do at this point. Right. So then over to Shanjan. So I think Shanjan, I mean, he can't really go anywhere either. Right. Yeah, he he does have that range spell, but he would have to give up the blessing concentration. I don't know if you want to do that. So at this point, then considering maybe he should maybe use his bird call. Hmm. To what effect? To like distract her. Interesting. <laughs> That's pretty ridiculous. Uh. I might. I'll leave it up to the dice. Sure. Why not? I guess this is a deception, right? You're trying to deceive them. So, oh my God, he, he rolled a 20. Yeah. And that's fascinating. All right. Um, You know what? I'll. What's this bird noise? First of all, you have to earn this. <laughs> hmm. You monster. So, so he holds his staff up in the air but he like holds it kind of behind him so that the sound is coming from behind him. And all of a sudden it's like a cacophony of like all these different like voices, like a bird calls all at once, almost like it's mm. like a, like a, I don't even know what you would call it. It's not a swarm. Right. So it's a like flock. a flock. Thank you. Bird. So a, a flock of bird songs and he hears, yeah i guess that might be every bird every bird ever so this very useless magical item comes in handy shockingly and i think you definitely earn advantage on your next roll against her okay and now it's it's actually her turn though Whew, okay, very nice. Uh, I think she's she swings a few wild swings. Maybe they go right over your head. It seems like she's very distracted. None of them connect with you. You're able to duck under them or jump over them. And now it's back to you. Do you want to attack her with advantage? Um, yes. So I think now she's um, she jumped over it and then she takes her, her rapier and... I think she takes the flat end of it and spins around so that she's kind of like on the side of her and she hits the back of her knees in it so that she like buckles her knees and then she dig or she pushes a dagger um, right in her side. Like oh right. yeah. Do you want to do two attacks? Like use your dagger as well? Sure. Sounds great. Yeah. I forgot you could do that. <laughs> So you get advantage, so that's a 12, but still not enough. But then you get the dagger bonus action as well. Whoa. Oh, no. Well, you did hit her, but only one damage again. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> so many people hit her for one damage this uh, right? this fight. Yeah, Snook's back there. I don't know. He, he can't really do anything, though, right? Do you want to move from anywhere? Uh, I mean, I guess he can move uh, behind her. Is that possible? Behind uh, Runa? No. Yeah. No, he can't go through her square. 
All right, then I guess there's nothing you can do. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of anything. He kind of backed her up into this corner and she's kind of defending it. Maybe she does say something like that, like, oh, I'm exactly where I want to be. Huh. But yeah, I don't think I don't think Snoop can really do anything. Chan Jan, I forgot to let you do your blessed uh, additional thing to that. But even if you got the maximum on blessed, you still would have missed her. Anyway. Um, okay, so basically, I guess he'll use his sacred flame at this point. All right, so he loses concentration on the blessings, but I believe that's a, a dexterity save for me, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, 11. I can't imagine that would make it. No, I, ooh, wow, I need a 15. He is... Changeon's good at his spellcasting, isn't he? So do you know how much damage that is? No. Okay. Let me check. Do this. I need to hit sacred flame? I didn't hit the button. No. I just want to know how much it was. It is one D eight. Whoa. Eight. <laughs> Incredible. The most damage he could do. Mm-hmm. Whew, she's, she's not looking great. Play that. It's actually her turn. She's, I think doubling down. I think you just, maybe she's like bleeding from one of her eyes now. Like she's in rough shape. She, oh, she just, just kind of erupted in this fire. But she's going to try and hit you again. I think maybe you've seen, like you were kind of saying before, like you've seen this in war before. Like she's just that soldier's desperation. Like she's going down with this ship. Like she kind of knows she's lost and she's kind of resigned herself to to guard this staircase with her life for whatever reason. Whew, yeah, she she does some some hits on you. You can see your life, right? Yeah. You're not doing great. Um yeah, it looks pretty low. <laughs> and it's uh up to you. it's your turn now. So can I like I think maybe she just like doesn't really smile, but almost like grimaces, and you can see like her teeth are just red now with blood. Like she's also doing very poorly. Well, was that? Yeah, that was her turn. Maybe she, I think she's gonna back up further up the staircase. Like she kind of goes around the corner. Um. Okay. So I think that can I like like try to heal myself? Would that help? For sure. You've got lots of spells. So does Shanjan. All right, so realizing how much she's hurt, I think Serafina is going to go ahead and heal, like use one of her healing potions. Oh, yeah, okay. So first, I feel the first time you've ever used a healing potion. Yeah. So you're back up to 17. Ah. And that, that counts as an action, so you can't attack, but you can still move if you want. I mean, I can't, move past, I can't move past her, can I? She left. Yep. One, Do you want to keep going up the stairs? Two, three, four. I can only go four or five. Five. Well, you're you're right there. You you can say back one because she's right there. Okay. So um, <clears throat> so yeah, she's gonna uh, realizing how hurt she is. She's gonna go ahead and um, drink her potion and then run up the stairs after her. So here's a question. Did you take one of those waters that you got from that weird imp creature? Or did you take the one potion from um, the windmill lady, Adabra? I thought I took a potion from the windmill lady. I don't remember the water. Okay. Uh, Last session, you entertained that weird gremlin creature. Yeah. And he gave you some water. And I told you it felt exactly like a healing potion. So they're essentially healing potions and you have two of those as well. Yeah. I was going to say that I thought maybe I did get the water. Yeah. You have two of those and one potion from Adabra. Oh, I just want to know if you're taking one or the other. Oh, I'll do Adabra's first. Okay. So you don't have that anymore, but you have those two icy drinks. Okay. Anyway, that's, that's your turn. I believe now it's over to Snook. Is he doing anything? I think Snook's going to go ahead and just run after Serafina. Three, four? Or, whoops. Four? I think that's it, right? Yeah, we actually found out he has, like, six. 
for some right. reason. He's he's well, very speedy. He can only do four anyway, so. Is, yeah, if you if you want to go diagonal, and so you both can attack her next time, I'm I'm okay with that. Like that? Oh, you can actually attack now too if you want. I'm okay with that. That was uh, less than his movement. Do you want to um, pointy stick him? Stick her? Yeah, pointy sticker. Do it. And he's so mad. He's so angry, and he's just like in attack mode. Um, do you want to do? Press the button. I did oh, there it. You go. Nice. Do I do it once or twice? Twice. And actually, since an ally is adjacent, you get advantage on this. So you you hit her both times. So eight total. She's she's in real rough shape. Uh, Shanjan's turn. Um, he puts the staff back in his uh, back and he runs. Two, three, four, five. Yeah, it's about as far as he can go, yeah. Five. Uh-huh. Either one of those two is fine. And then I guess he can throw a sacred flame again. Yeah, actually, good point. I was like, he won't be able to do anything. Ooh, she failed. So give me a D8. One D8? Mm-hmm. What, what do I do? Just like how you did a D4, but the D8's a little lower. Yeah, but I just hit D8. Mm-hmm. Just, just one. Oh my gosh, that's the that's the the killing blow theoretically. How's this? What does this look like? So the sacred flame. He looks at Serafina and looks at Snook and says, "We're gonna get the kids back. I know it. I Timor is with us." And he brings his. Um, I think this time what he does is he takes it almost like he's digging something out of the earth with his hands. So he'll take both of his hands and like. Um, put them downward towards his like belly. And then he puts the, his hands like in the middle. Like he's like, almost like, like he's about to clap, you know, like make a clapping thing. And so he puts his hands together and he, he like, you know, starts to, as he starts to form his hands, which are like in a prayer position. And then he kind of forms it into like a ball. You start to see like this glowing red energy come out of his hands and it's just like a glowing um, orange yellow ball of light. And then as he like brings it up out of his hands, it gets bigger and bigger and it's like glowing and it starts to flame and like, like flicker. And then he just takes it above his head and he throws it at her. And then it um, hits her directly in the face mm. and she starts like screaming and uh, wailing and then it just like engulfs like her whole head and flames. Her hair catches on fire and you start to see like her um, like skin, like melting, you know, and getting oh, like crispy. Gruesome. And, yeah. And she just kind of like backs up like, cause now she can't see anything. So she like starts flailing and she kind of backs up. Ooh, and if if like, I could suggest something, there's yes. a fireplace kind of right behind her. Oh, okay. So then she kind of backs up and stumbles because she can't really see anywhere that she's going. And then she trips over the ledge of the fireplace and then falls backwards, like flat on her um, back. And then as soon as she does, you hear her head like thud and like hit the ground. And all of a sudden you just see like the flames just like whoosh all over her whole body and then just whoosh, die so quickly. And then it's nothing left but like a burnt ashy body. Ooh gruesome incredible i love that what a fitting end to such a awful person really you want to play us out yeah i'm ready do it
know about our man Shan Janice. He's really cool. He does all that he can. He puts his life, love, and luck in Timora Hill. Always be your friend. You adore him. He's the guy. He's kind of shy and maybe doesn't talk much, but he's all right because he's really a good fighter and because he's loves all of his friends that he will go to the end for to the very end don't mess with the man with the flame hands he also loves those birds calls loves the bird calls he loves the Loves his friend Sarah, Fina, and Inverna. He loves his new friend Snook and all the kids because he likes to read them books. That's right, he is the man with the flame hands. Oh, mess with the man with the flame hands. Shanjan, Shanjan the man. With the flame hands. Thanks for joining us for this episode of This American Dice Presents D&D Dragon of Ice Fire Peak. Your cast was Marisa as Serafina Tealeaf and David as the Dungeon Master. You heard Austin as the narrator. Music for this episode was an ocean wide by Sebastian Forsland, Happy Victory by Heatley Bros, and For You, King by Ender Gooney. If you could please rate, review, and subscribe to This American Dice at your favorite podcatcher, it would really help us out. Austin will read every five-star review as your favorite well-protected horse. <sighs> Join us next week for another episode of This American Dice. <laughs> and who's been shooting all those cross bolts at them? Cross bolts? Crossbow bolts. But it says bolts. Yeah, crossbow bolts. Hmm. That's fine. And who's been shooting all those crossbow bolts? That's hard to say. And who's been shooting all those crossbow bolts at them? It's like a flock of. Oh, just make as many one after the other bird bird noises you want. And I can overlap them when I'm editing them. So a a flock of bird songs. And he hears. What about a rooster? What about a mockingbird? Mock, 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 mock. Amazing. What's another bird? Um. Oh, an eagle. An owl. What other birds we got? Do you know an ostrich noise? Do they make a noise? Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> uh, did you do a parrot already? I was literally just thinking parrot when you said that. It's ridiculous that we just had the same thought at the same time. <laughs> Wah, 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 wah.
I really thought there'd be a cracker in there. I want a cracker. Amazing. Uh, is that all the birds? Yeah, I guess that might be every bird. Woo, woo, mm, mm, woo, woo.